Well, hello, everyone. Glad that uh, we can be together like this when we can't be together um, physically in the way that we would like to be. Um, I want to ask you to turn to Luke chapter 23. And I want us to talk a little bit tonight about um, oxymorons. Not morons, oxymorons. And if you don't know what an oxymoron is, most of you probably do. Um, but an oxymoron is, is sort of like a paradox, but, it, but it's shorter, um, kind of a pithy saying. Um, but it's, it's, a lot of times it's two opposite words put together. Um, but whether it's opposite words or not, it's two ideas that are, that are kind of opposites of, of each other put together. And so you might have um, heard of, of oxymorons like, um, like act naturally. Right? If you're acting, then you're not natural. If you're natural, then you're not acting. So that, that's an oxymoron. Um, reality TV, if it's on TV, it's not real. And if it is real, it's usually not on TV. That, that's an oxymoron. Um, one phrase that I hear people around here say sometimes is, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Right? Well, are you saying or are you not saying? Um, I had lunch today at uh, Takeout, of course, from uh, Shack in the Back, and I, I got ribs. There and I was thinking as I was going through the line and thinking about tonight, um, I was thinking about the the term boneless ribs, right? Well, ribs are the bone, so that's like saying boneless bones or ribless ribs. How can it be a how can it be boneless if it's if it's if it's ribs? Um, and there are oxymorons like like this in in the Bible or paradoxes like this in the Bible. So we have uh, we serve a God who is one and at the same time three. Um, our King. Jesus is, a, is also a servant. Um, we gain life when we give up our life, when we lay our life down. We, we gain true freedom when we uh, become slaves to Christ. And then another oxymoron is Good Friday. What is it about Friday, about Good Friday, that, that makes it good? And that's what I want us to talk about tonight, is why is Good Friday good? What is it that happens on Good Friday that, that makes it good? And so as we begin to think about that, I want you to, to look with me to Luke chapter 23, and I'm going to read a, a pretty, pretty lengthy section, um, starting in verse 26, and read about 20, 20, 23 verses or so. We're starting in Luke 23, verse 26. It says, as they led Jesus away, they seized Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, and they laid the cross on him to carry behind Jesus. A large crowd of people followed him, including women who were mourning and lamenting him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and your children. Look, the days are coming when they will say, The women without children, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed are fortunate. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things, when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, criminals, were also led away to be executed with him. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they're doing. And they divided his clothes and they cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine, and 
he said, or and they said, if you are the king of the Jews, then save yourself. An inscription was written above him. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insult at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal answered, rebuking him. Don't you even fear God since you're undergoing the same punishment? We are punished justly because we're getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three o'clock because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had happened, he began to glorify God, saying, This man really was righteous. All the crowds that had gathered for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, went home, striking their chests. But all who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. I want us to think about about that passage tonight. I want us to to think about why Good Friday is called good. We might better call it Bad Friday or, or, or Sad Friday. Why is it that this heinous act of sin, this, this scoffing of Jesus, uh, spitting on him, think of the things that happened even before this passage when they were spitting on him and hitting him and putting a crown of thorns on his head and mocking him. Isn't, isn't this an Nazi moron just like the other ones that, that we've mentioned? I don't think so, and I, I think you probably already don't think so as well. I, I think we call it Good Friday, not because of what happened on Friday, but because of what was produced on Friday. We call it Good Friday because of what the events produced, specifically what Jesus' death produced. So what good comes about through Jesus' death. Well, surely we could be here all night talking about different things. Um, I was even just thinking right before I walked up here, I was talking to, uh, to, to Jake and, and was asking him if this is, is possible. I was thinking maybe even, even kind of put a, a pared down version of, of these, um, these points I'm about to make up on our website blog later tonight. And it, I'm not sure if there's an option there to leave comments or not, but if there is, maybe turn that on and, and you all can get on there and add um, you know, good that comes out of, out of the cross as well. We could be here all night talking about all the good that comes from the cross, but I want us to focus on, on five things tonight, okay? I want to look at five things quickly. And, and the first one, number one, is that, that Good Friday is good because in the cross we see the true nature of our sin. In the cross we see the true nature of our sin. Right before Luke 23, of course, is Luke 22. And in Luke 22, we read about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's, he's there praying. And remember, the disciples fell asleep, and he came, and, and uh, I think two or three different times the disciples fell asleep while he was praying. And he's there praying, and he's so stressed by what's about to happen that the, the blood vessels in his skin, the, the tiny capillary blood vessels near the surface of his skin began to burst open, and, and, and the blood there mixed with his sweat. And it was as if he was sweating drops of blood. Actually, blood was coming out of the pores of, of his skin. In, in that moment, he even prayed, let this cup pass from me. 
And, and I don't want to downplay the, the, the physical nature of the crucifixion. We know that was a, a brutal way to die, a terrible way to die. I don't want to downplay that at all. I don't want to downplay the, the mocking, the beating, um, the humiliation, being spit on, all those things. I don't want to downplay that, that, those things at all. Those things are, are really, really bad. But that's not why Jesus was in the garden sweating. That's not why Jesus was in the garden praying, let this cup pass from me. What he was looking at in the garden was that when he was on the cross, when he was dying, breathing his last breath, the full cup of the wrath of God was poured out on him. We just read that around three o'clock in the afternoon, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Our, our sin caused his death. Our sin is the reason for his death. Sometimes we sing the song before the throne of God above, and there's that line in that song that says, it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. And that's true. He, he died, he suffered on the cross because of our sins, and specifically because the Father was punishing him, God was punishing him for our sins. The, the one thief, the, the second thief that spoke, he was right when he said, we're here justly because of what we've done, but this man is hanging here not because of anything he's done. He's righteous. And yet when he was on the cross, God took our guilt, our sin, and laid that on him. And the wrath that, that we deserved was poured out on, on Jesus. It's good for us to, to see that and to think about that. I was talking right before we came in tonight, um, about 5.30 or so, I was talking on the phone with Miss Faith Interest. And we were talking about um, kind of what's going on in the nursing home where she lives now and the restrictions that are put in place because of this virus that's going around and things like that. But then I also asked her at the, toward the end of the phone call, has she been uh, thinking about Good Friday? Has she been thinking about Jesus' death? Has she been reading the passage where Jesus died? And she said that she had already read those things this morning or, or today at some point today. And I was telling her we're about to do our Good Friday service and I was telling her that I was preaching and I kind of went through these, these points that I'm laying out here now and, and when I got to the end, you know, the, I said, the first thing is it shows us the, the nature of our sin. And she said, it's good for us to see the truth about ourselves. It's good for us to have to face that. And, and it is. Good Friday is good because it brings us to the end of, of ourselves. I work at a, at a boys group home and the kids that are there um, are there because they've gotten in trouble. And uh, the way that it works is we get referrals and and, and we'll read the description of, of kind of the history of this kid and the type of abuse that, that, that he suffered. We only take boys, the type of abuse that he suffered and the things that have happened to him. But then there's also sections in there um, about other things, medical things that, 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 that they may need special, um, special treatment and those kind of things. There's also a section in there about their behaviors and some things that, that they've done in the past. Um, and and there have been times where uh, the, the boys that we have will, will come into my office and be talking to me and they'll be saying, you know, I shouldn't be here and, um, and, and all these kind of things. And, and there have been times where I've pulled out their referral and I said, well, let's, let's look at this and, and think about some of this. Are these things true? And it's, and, and it's good for them at times to, to think about the, the truth of the things that they've done. And it's good for us to see the, the, the truth of our sins sometimes. It's good for us to think and, and to come to terms with just how bad our sin is. That's a good thing. So the first reason that Good Friday is good is because it, it, it forces us to see the true nature of our sins. The second thing, reason that Good Friday is good, or the second one that I want to highlight tonight, is because uh, 
in the cross, we see how amazing um, and how extraordinary and overflowing the love and grace of God is. In the garden, we just talked about, Jesus is there praying. He's sweating drops of blood. He's praying, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. One of the reasons that Jesus submitted himself willingly to to the plan of, of God and drank the cup that was prepared for us was because of his overwhelming love for us. Because of his overwhelming grace that he has toward his people. One of the reasons that that the Father sent Jesus to be our Savior, to die for us, was because of his overwhelming love and grace toward us, his people. In Luke 23, we just read, it says when they, in verses 33 and 34, it says, when they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the right, one on the left. And then listen to what Jesus said. Even on the cross, as he's being mocked, as he's being hanging there as they're offering the sour wine, he prays out to, to, to God. He says, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. What, what love is that? Think about, think about all that had been done to him up, up to that point. They rejected him. His own people rejected him. They beat him, they mocked him, they put the purple robe on him and the crown on him and, and sarcastically bowed down to, to worship him. Even when, they, when Jesus said this, when Jesus prayed and asked the Father to forgive them, at that moment they had the, the sign up on the top of the cross that said, this is the King of the Jews, mocking him even in that moment. And still, after all that, he prayed for their forgiveness. In Romans 5, Paul says, For while we were still helpless, at the appointed time, Christ died for the ungodly. He says, For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. One of the reasons that Good Friday is good is because it is proof that God loves us. That's what Paul says. God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, no one has greater love than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus said that, and then Jesus did that. Good Friday is good because in the cross, we see how amazing and how extraordinary and overflowing the love and grace of God are. Thirdly, Good Friday is good because in the cross, Jesus won our forgiveness. In the cross, Jesus won our forgiveness. The cup that Jesus prays about in the garden, I've already mentioned, is the wrath of God against our sin. And Jesus drank it completely. The cup was dry when he was finished. He drank all of it. He took all of it. In John 19, John says this. He says, after this, when Jesus knew that everything was now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there, so they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on the hyssop, and they held it up to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit, and it, it was finished. Jesus had fulfilled the mission. He had done what he came to do. He had drunk the cup. He had suffered the punishment for our sins, and he had won the victory over our sins. 
In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sin no longer has power over us. Death is no longer hanging over our heads. We're no longer slaves to sin and unrighteousness. Jesus' death has freed us from those things. In Colossians 2, again, Paul says, And when you were dead in your trespasses, and when you were in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all of our trespasses. He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. We no longer have to fear death. We no longer have to fear sin because Jesus has suffered our death for us on the cross. He removed our sin from us and he won our forgiveness. We can be sure that God will never punish us because our sins have already been punished in Jesus on the cross. The third reason that Good Friday is good is because in the cross, Jesus won our forgiveness. A fourth reason that Good Friday is good is because in the cross, we see the glory of God more clearly than in any other event in history. In the cross, we see the glory of God more fully, more clearly than in any other event in, in history. Think about, think about God, the, the characteristics of God that, that we see displayed in the cross. And, and, and think about paradoxes even in this as we see seemingly opposite characteristics of God displayed together in the cross. In the cross, we see God's justice and his mercy. We see his justice toward Jesus and his mercy toward us. In the cross, we see his righteousness and his grace. His righteousness in sending Jesus as a perfect sacrifice for our sin. His righteousness poured out against Jesus as he's doing the right thing toward our sin. And we see his grace toward us as he's forgiving us of our sin. We see his holiness again as he's uh, doing what is right toward sin, upholding the holiness of his justice against Jesus. And we see his love toward us, his people. There's that, the famous passage in Isaiah 53 that many of you are, are familiar with. And we see his justice as Isaiah tells us in that passage that Jesus was pierced and crushed, punished and wounded. We see his mercy because he, was, uh, because he was pierced because of our transgressions and he was crushed because of our iniquities. The punishment for our peace was on him and by his wounds we're healed. We see his, his righteousness when Isaiah tells us that Jesus had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. In fact, he had committed no sin at all. He was the righteous, perfect sacrifice. We see his grace in that he was struck because of his people's rebellion. And because he submitted himself to death and was counted among the rebels, he bore the sin of many and he interceded for us rebels. We see his holiness, as Isaiah tells us, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. That's an odd thing to say. It's a weird thing to say. And if we don't understand the holiness of God and the grace of God, that doesn't make sense to us. But Isaiah says that it pleased the Lord to crush him. It pleased the Lord to crush Jesus because he was upholding his holiness toward sin and his grace and mercy and love toward, toward us. We see his love in that by God's crushing him, he will justify many and he will carry their iniquities. As Jesus hangs dying there, we see the full picture of God's glory. 
in his justice, his righteousness, his holiness. It all comes against sin with all of his might. And we also see his mercy and his grace and his love as he himself steps in and shields us from the just penalty of our sins. Good Friday is good because in the cross we see the glory of God more clearly and more fully than in any other event in, in history. Finally, num- number five, Good Friday is good because the cross is not the end of the story. If Good Friday was the end of the story, then it wouldn't be Good Friday. If Jesus was still in the tomb right now, it wouldn't be Good Friday. Good Friday is good because it's not the end of the story. The betrayal, the rejection, the arrest, the unjust trial, the beatings, mockings, the crucifixion, the death. We know that, that, that none of those events snuck up on Jesus. In fact, Jesus was born for this very purpose. In Matthew chapter 1, an angel appeared to Joseph and, and he said, When the baby's born, you're to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord our Savior. Jesus' whole purpose was to die for the sins of his people. This is not something that snuck up on Jesus. He had been foretelling his death throughout his whole ministry on on earth. He'd been foretelling it, uh, and and he'd also been foretelling what would happen afterwards, both in his actions and in in his words. He said that he would tear down the temple and raise it up again after three days, right? He raised Lazarus, and he raised Jairus' daughter, and he raised the widow's son all showing that he had the power over death and foreshadowing what he would do in his own life. He said that no one takes his life, but he lays it down on his own accord and that he would also take it up again. This is exactly why his death brings forgiveness. It's in the resurrection that he defeats sin and takes the sting out of death. His resurrection is the victory that brings about our forgiveness. His resurrection is the victory that brings about our newness of life. His death and resurrection changes us. I mentioned that sometimes I, I read those referrals to the, to the boys at work sometimes to, to help them to kind of see their own need and, and to kind of come, come to a realization of, of themselves. But one of my favorite things to do at work is whenever we have a kid who fin- completes the program, finishes the program, and, and graduates, and he's getting ready to leave and, and go home, I'll, often I'll bring him into my office and and I'll get that referral out again and, and read it to him. And just remind him of how different he is now than when he first came into our program. The cross and resurrection does that for us. It changes us. The cross is not the end of the story because the resurrection is coming. And it takes away our sin. It takes away the death that we owe. It's in his resurrection that he defeats sin and takes the sting out of death. It's in his resurrection that the victory that that brings about our forgiveness. Good Friday is good because it's not the end of of the story. But I want us to think about one other thing as we we conclude here tonight. Good Friday is good because of of what it produces, right? It's good because it it forces us to see the true nature of our sin. And it's also good because it reveals to us the overwhelming love and grace of God. It's also good because it secures our forgiveness. It reveals God's glory and all his multifaceted splendor. And it's also good because it's not the end of the story. But the question I want to raise at the, at the very end tonight as we get ready to close is, is Good Friday good for everyone? Is Good Friday good for you? 
And the answer I think that we have to give is Good Friday is not good for everyone. Good Friday is not good for everyone. It's only good if it produces these things in you, if it produces these things in your, in your soul. If you have not repented of your sin, if you're not trusting in what Jesus did on the cross right now for your acceptance before God, then, then Good Friday is, is not good for you. It's an indictment of you. And, and your neighbor and your family, whoever is not believing, it's an indictment against, against you. It's a demonstration in, in, in very clear terms of what God thinks about and how seriously God takes your sin. We see the overwhelming love of God that he gave his son because of your sin. See the death of Jesus as your substitute in your place that brings forgiveness even to you. See the fullness of God's glory. Turn to him, repent of your sins, and fall upon his grace. He's ready and he's willing to receive you. If you're looking to the cross right now and you've heard what we've been describing over the last few minutes and and you do not see these things, then pray that God would open your heart to see them. Pray that God would open your eyes to see clearly. Here in a few minutes when we end the service, the, your, your other pastors and I are, are about to go upstairs and record the, the Sunday morning Easter service. But I'll tell you, we would nothing, nothing, nothing would make us happier than to get text messages or phone calls and have to put that off so that we could have conversations with, with someone who's never believed, who's never repented, and, and maybe is now for the first time. Don't go to bed tonight without knowing that Good Friday is good. Don't go to bed tonight without knowing that Good Friday is good for you personally. If you have repented of your sins, and if you are trusting in what Jesus did on the cross right now for your acceptance before God, if you are a believer, then look to the cross of Christ tonight. See the depth of your sin and seek by the power of the Holy Spirit to fight even harder against sin in your own life. If our sin costs Jesus so much, then we dare not take it lightly ourselves. See the overwhelming love and grace of God and be overcome by God's goodness in you. See Jesus' death and be reminded that it's the only ground of your forgiveness. Let go of everything else that we're tempted to trust in. I'm reminded of the song that we sing, Rock of Ages. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. See the fullness of God's glory and marvel in his perfections as your God, fully able to meet all of your needs in Christ. Loving and just, righteous and merciful, holy and forgiving. Read ahead and look to the end of the story, the resurrection, and let it remind you that we too have been raised to new life. Let it cause you to long for the return of our Savior when that transformation will be complete, when we, when we will be with him for eternity, when sin will be done away with, when death will be swallowed up. Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful to you tonight for the truth of the cross, Father, the truth of the gospel. God, we confess that we are dead in our sins and that there's nothing we can do about that. And yet, God, we, we, we look to you in, in, in this complete um, 
un, unbelievable that, that, that you yourself would come and provide a, a salvation for us. That we who have made ourselves enemies of you, and then you would turn and save rebels against yourself. Lay down your life for us. Send your son. Crush him for us. And Father, we thank you for that. I pray that you would help me and every one of us to be trusting in that more than anything else. Father, help us to see our sin. Help us to see ourselves. Father, help us to repent of those sins by the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, help us to rejoice in the newness of life that your death brings. God, we thank you for Jesus. Pray these things in his name. Amen.